Good evening. It's a pleasure to be here tonight. I've, I've got to take just a moment to say one thing. Some of you may know this, and probably many of you don't, uh, but the very first time I ever heard the gospel was in Calvary Bible Church. And that goes back some 32 years uh, when Pastor Morris Russell was here. Uh, so I have a lot of memories about coming to this church in my teenage years. But it's a pleasure to be here tonight, and I'd like to thank the, uh, the committee, the missions committee, for the invitation to come tonight to share with you a little bit about the Haven. Um, the Haven is a live-in facility um, that, is, that offers a Christ-centered, one-year, three-phase rehabilitation program for men who are alcoholics and drug addicts. The program is completely voluntary. We don't force people to come in. We don't take people that are forced to come in, and we don't force them to stay. The gate's open. They can leave if they desire to do so. We try to talk them out of it, but they are free to leave. People that are held there against their will become disruptive to what we're trying to accomplish. Our aim is to rehabilitate the whole man, the body, the soul, the spirit. And we do this by focusing on five areas, the spiritual, the physical, the emotional, educational, and vocational. Our prayer is that every man that comes through those gates would have a life-changing experience and come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and that by doing so, they would be able to take hold of his Holy Spirit that would be able to strengthen them to overcome their addictions. Let's put up the first slide. Oh, there it is already. Okay. Some of you may remember this building, um, our home for about 20 years or so on Mackey Street. Um, we saw many, many wonderful things happen in this building. Many men get saved, and even some today that are still going on for the Lord. But alas, as you can see, the building was falling to pieces. It was termite-ridden, and our greatest fear is that we'd have a, a fire and it would burn like a, a bale of hay, or just as bad that the termites would stop holding hands and the place would just fall down. Um, about five years ago, let's put up the next slide, we, uh, we moved, oh great, about five years ago we moved to the old Nassau-Dunbrick building on Kenilworth Street. The outline portion there in red is our present facility. Let's go to the next slide. Here is a, a view of the road that leads up to the Haven. When we first moved in there about five years ago, this was a, a pretty rough street. I don't know if many of you have ever been down it, but it was pretty rough. It's, it's not so bad as it was back then, and I'd like to think that perhaps our constant coming and going and what we're trying to do in that area has, has helped that somewhat. Um, next slide, please. We found this place after looking for about four years. This is what it looked like when we first took possession of the property. And the beautiful thing about it was that the property fit the plans that we had already drawn up. The space was ideal. Even this main building that we had gotten uh, the layout of it, um, both upstairs and downstairs, were conducive to what we wanted to do. Next slide. Here you see what it looks like today. 
um, and you'll notice it's quite different from uh, the first slide that we showed you of the facility that was on Mackey Street. We had to do a, a lot of work in, in this facility, um, which most of it was done by students who were in the program at the time and staff. Um, and it's funny uh, how the Lord provided for us during that time. There were, there were uh, construction things going on and we needed a mason. Lo and behold, the mason showed up to enter the program. In fact, we had one guy that stayed with us for about a year um, as a mason and he did a lot of work on the program. Same thing with carpenters and with tile layers. Uh, the Lord provided when we needed them. Go to the next slide, please. This is a, a view of the premises now, what it looks like now from the, the south end looking back towards the, the facility. And you can see that nice grassy area. Uh, you can see the workshop over there on the right, and I'll talk more about that later. But we built that workshop from the ground. That, that was nothing there uh, when we started. Next slide, please. For any rehabilitation program, there is structure that is needed and there is discipline that is needed. And you know, a lot of the students that come to us are lacking in these areas. Many fellows that have lived on the street for a long time don't like to be told what to do. They don't like to be told what to do or when to do it. Um, and a lot of them find it very difficult. Um, but there has to be structure in the, in the program. In this picture that you see here, you see the layout of the ground floor. And every room has a purpose. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, some of the, the things that fit in. But you'll see here, there's a recreation area. There's a computer area. There are offices. There's a lounge. There's a dining room. There's a kitchen. They cook. We'll talk about that too. Um, go to the next slide, please. So as we talk about structure and discipline, every morning when they get up at 6 o'clock, they have breakfast, and at 7 o'clock they start their daily Bible studies. Now these Bible studies, um, they get notes, they have scriptures that they have to read, and at the end of the study they have 30 questions that they have to answer. All of it is based on uh, foundational Christian principles, uh, life skills, um, things that go on and how the Bible can help them throughout their daily lives. Um, next slide. Monday through Friday, they have uh, daily devotionals um, where we have men of what we consider to be sound, Christian, foundational teaching come in and share with the men. Um, you can't see it, but there's Brother Perry Wallace in that, in that slide there. Uh, Brother Mark Lacey asked Brother Perry to come to the Haven about 20 years ago on a Wednesday morning to do devotions with the men, and he never stopped coming. He's been a faithful brother to come uh, many, uh, in fact, every Wednesday, if he's on the island, he is at the Haven. Um, and we appreciate that. Next slide, please. We also do our own in-house group therapy. And you'll see uh, Brother Sterling Bull at the center there looking at you. Sterling is a graduate of the program as well as the co-director of the program. And when we do our group therapy discussions, it's an opportunity for the guys to open up what they've been through, 
uh, and for others to share from their experiences, perhaps how they've overcome situations or how they've fallen into the traps over and over again, and for them to learn from each other's experiences. Next slide, please. We also do our own in-house life skills classes. And you see Brother Mark Lacey there as he uh, does his PowerPoint presentation. And it's an opportunity for the guys to learn um, the different things that they have to deal, how to deal with the different things in everyday life. Problem solving, uh, things that, that trigger um, them to go back to their addictions, uh, how to avoid temptations, just things for everyday life that many of them have, have never learned. Next slide, please. Uh, every week, each student in the program uh, spends time one-on-one -on -one counseling with Brother Mark. And this is, this is, as Brother Mark likes to say, this is where the rubber hits the road. This is when he can talk to them one-on-one -on -one and try to draw out what they're going through, how they got to be in this, this particular position, and to get them to face up to realities. One of the biggest challenge uh, with, with doing this kind of ministry is getting people to face up to reality where they really are, how did they get there. Next slide, please. Um, here we also have a lot of guys that come in that have very low reading skills. And you see Bob McDonald there in the picture from Project Read. They come in several times a week and work with the guys to teach them how to read better. And they do it on the computer, so the guys who have never had an experience to use a computer get to understand some basic skills uh, about using computers. Next slide, please. And they also learn how to cook. <laughs> Some do better than others. Uh, I often am there around lunchtime on a Sunday, and I can I know who can cook. The scents coming out of the kitchen, some of them are, are very appealing. But they work together, and you know a lot of these guys, they don't know how to cook. And the ones that have been there help them and teach them basic cooking skills. Because our goal is that when they graduate from the program and can move out on their own and get their own place, well, they got to eat. And it's cheaper to cook your own food at home than it is to buy food out for every meal. Next slide, please. Here we have a picture of the upstairs layout um, where, where they sleep. And you'll see that it is three separate rooms. As I said, it is a three-phase program. Phase one accommodates 12 men. Phase two accommodates eight men. Phase three accommodates four men. By natural attrition, as they go into the uh, more advanced phases, some tend to drop out. Um, but here you see, uh, and just a brief overview of the phases. When they come into the program, phase one is about six months. And they, their actions are very controlled. They don't go out anywhere by themselves. Everywhere they go is as a group. There's strength in, in numbers. Uh, to help keep each other on the right path. And the older ones have influence on the, the younger ones. Um, they go to church together. They go to the beach together. Everywhere they go, they go together. Group, when they get into phase two, it's when they, uh, they go out to work again. And they get a little bit of freedom. Not too much at one time, but just a little bit. They go out to work. They come back. When they get to phase three, which is after nine months, um, they have even more freedom. And this is the final preparatory stage before they go back out on their own. But while they are in this program, they do the Bible studies. 
While they're here, all rules apply. They still have to do drug testing on a regular basis. And if they are in violation of um, any of the, the rules or regulations, then they may have to go back down into a previous phase. Next slide, please. Here you see a, a picture of the phase one room uh, with the 12 beds, their bunk beds. Um, we had a group come out from the UK from uh, a group called Brass Tax for about six weeks when we first started this program. And they uh, helped oversee the building of the bunk beds, of the cupboards, uh, helped with the guys with laying the tiles and, and did a lot of uh, that work. Um, you'll see the workshop in a minute. And I know there are some people in here that know a bit about construction. Um, we have over 40 trusses in that workshop. And each one of those trusses has 2,000 nails in it. And each one of those nails was driven by hand. Uh, and the guys in the program at the time did most of that. Next slide, please. Here's a, a view from the upstairs window looking back across the property. And you see there on the left the workshop that I told you about. You'll also see um, at the back of the grassy area there on the right, there's a chicken coop. And if you look down at the far end of the, of the property, there are vegetable gardens where we try to grow some of our own food. Next slide, please. This is a picture uh, in the workshop. Here the guys learn carpentry skills. They learn how to work together individually, and they learn how to work together as a team when they make their individual um, pieces, and then they come together assembled at the end. Next slide, please. And by the way, the workshop is a part of their, their daily work. Here are some items that we've made in the past. Uh, chairs, benches, tables. Next slide, please. Um, but today, the workshop is mainly a pallet-making operation, which brings in about 80% of our uh, revenue uh, towards keeping the, uh, the buildings open and the, uh, the guys fed. Next slide, please. Guys also attend church regularly. Um, for the most part, uh, they go to Shirley Heights Gospel Chapel uh, Sunday morning, Sunday evenings, Wednesday evening. When they get to phase two, they are allowed uh, to go out to another fundamental church of their choice. Perhaps they have family, perhaps they have um, uh, relationships in, in other churches. They're allowed to go out to those uh, once they get into phase two. Uh, next slide, please. And just so that you don't think it's all work and no fun, we do have this recreation area. There's a pool table. There's a, a bit of a home gym. There's a table that they can play dominoes on um, or they can play other board games. There is a lounge with a TV in it that after all of their chores are done, after all of their Bible study is done, that they do have some free time as well. Next slide, please. Uh, during the summer, they do get to go to the beach. Holidays, they go to the beach. We as Bahamians have to have our beach. Um, next slide, please. When they get to uh, the end of the program, they have a graduation. We, uh, we bring uh, them together. And, uh, you know, a lot of these guys have never graduated from anything. They've never accomplished anything. And so we try to make a big deal about it but not to the point where it's the be-all to end-all, because a graduation for them is just the end of one step 
before they start another one. Next slide. So we have a, a big celebration. We have lots of food. Um, we bring uh, all the people from the Haven together, all those that are involved. Next slide. We bring their families together. Uh, for a lot of them, it's a time to renew acquaintances with their family uh, because as you can well imagine, many of them have had uh, lots of problems with their families created by their lifestyles. Um, next slide. Some of you know, may know those two gentlemen there. The one on the right is Mark Lacey. The one on the left is Jackie Presenti. Jackie is one of the first graduates of the Haven, if not the very first, um, way back in the mid to late 80s, I think. Um, Jackie is now a director on the Drug Council. He's from Harbor Island and now lives in Harbor Island. And Jackie goes throughout Eleuthera talking to the high schools and the junior high schools, to students about his experiences, witnessing to them about drugs and what they can do. Um, Jackie is an example of one that has taken his experiences and trying to use them for the benefit of others. Next slide, please. This gentleman, George Stewart, uh, never graduated from the program, but George is doing very well. He started a church himself for specifically for drug addicts and alcoholics. Next slide. Uh, our good friend there, Mr. Tyrone Adderley, was with us for quite a while after he graduated as the night manager until he got married, and then he left us. <laughs> Can't blame him for that. Next slide. And then we have Sterling, Sterling Bull, who is the co-director. And of all the men in the program, Sterling probably has the most remarkable story to tell. Sterling came from uh, a place that, in my mind, I could not fathom and had more to overcome, I think, than any other person that has gone through the program. And Sterling is today a treasure of God's grace because of how he has worked in his life. Sterling went from the depths of despair to now being co-director of the program. And the wonderful thing about having someone like Sterling in the program, you can't deceive him. You can't, you can't try and tell him something uh, that he won't see right through because there is no experience that you've had in this realm that he has not had. And not only that, he is compassionate with the men. He wants them to get through this program, not just to get through it, but to be able to start a new life, to overcome their addictions. Uh, again, he is a remarkable person. Next slide. We do have a website, www.thehavenbahamas.org. You can go on to it and you can get more information. Brother Mark has different things posted on there. Uh, various messages, perhaps you might find some of those helpful. Um, and lastly, I'd like to mention three things to you to pray for. One of the students. If you've never been around drug addicts and alcoholics, then you don't really know. But if you have, then you know that they have a very difficult road to go down. To overcome their addictions is a very difficult thing, and they need our prayers. Secondly, I'd like to ask you to pray for the staff. Working with, with this type of ministry is not always the most encouraging. There are many, many disappointments. But the staff go on, and they need your prayers as well. And finally, I'd like to ask you to pray for our continued support. 
There are many throughout the country and the world, actually, that support us in prayer and financially. And we thank the Lord for them. Uh, but pray that perhaps more would be like-minded to do so. There is a flyer on the back table about the Haven uh, that has more information on it. And uh, if you're interested in more information, it tells you some numbers you can call to get that. Again. Okay. Did you finish what you wanted to say? Yes. All right. Let's give him a hand. Any questions or comments you have for Stephen?